Something Came From Baltimore is a podcast and a show. It's a music fan's dream who gets the rare opportunity to interview great musicians. First up is B-more's own Warren Wolf, Go-Go Penguin, Cat Edmondson, Billy Child. We have speech from the rest of development as our It's guest. not professional. You're very close to your family. Do they ever get on your nerves? Do you know the song WAP? What is it called WAP? Do you do you still call jazz musician cats? <laughs> I do sometimes. <laughs> I call a lot of people cats. <laughs> I think it's funny. I don't know why. It's not stuffy. Now on the album cover, you you're showing your guns. You're working out. Where do you work out in Baltimore? Actually, here's the thing. I'm just hoping that I'm going to wake up one day and that is not happening <laughs> because it's overwhelming and it's happening every day. It's not pretentious. People want us to be quiet, and that's stupid. I, I just want to talk about it, and Marvin Gaye was talking about it in 1971 so eloquently. And it's challenging us as a, as a nation to encourage culture again, meaning the culture of our community, to make it all right to help people, to, as opposed to everyone for themselves. If people say it's none of your business, what I do, and so on and so forth. It's a very destructive way to raise these children and we're seeing the fruits from that it's living your best life with the best musical soundtrack possible it's season four on something came from baltimore it's time for you to subscribe and flip it to five and be a part of that be more music scene Welcome to another edition of Something Came From Baltimore. I'm your host, Tom Galker, and tonight we're premiering the first of six episodes called the R&B Teddy Bears. The Teddy Bears are amazing, talented soul singers who connected emotionally to women, but the guys liked them also. I interview musicians for the last year just to get their opinion on these guys. And it's funny how I can hear their passion about these artists, but times have passed and... They, I can hear the musicians struggle for names, dates, and times, even including me. But one thing we can remember is that these artists are special and one of a kind. The R&B teddy bears are Gerald Levert, Marvin Gaye, Isaac Hayes, Barry White, Teddy Pendergrass, and Luther Vandross. During our conversations, other names popped up. Will Downing, Peebo Bryson, uh, Kevin Mahogany, Gregory Porter, Solomon Burke and Nat King Cole were all mentioned, but we all agree that the six teddy bears of R&B are royalty. Tonight, our musician we're talking about is Gerald Levert. Gerald Levert performed with his family group called Levert and had tons of hits. He's a leader of the New Jack Swing. Gerald went on to a super successful R&B career. His life was cut short at the age of 40, and we have his legacy of music to remember him by. Listening to the following artists chat about Gerald Levert, blues singer Kelly Bell from the Kelly Bell Band, jazz vocalist Ed Turner, genre-busting singer-songwriter Darnell Miller, blues singer and musician Vanessa Collier, jazz pianist Lafayette Gilcrest, and the funk master Duke Benjamin. I'm so excited about this project. Stick around after the interview to hear my top 10 songs of Gerald Levert. Ladies and gentlemen, R&B teddy bear, the icon, Gerald Levert. On the pop charts, Levert just felt like a one-hit wonder with that big monster hit, Casanova. 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 Oh, Casanova. 
The group could not sustain a crossover radio following, but it didn't matter. Levert was becoming R&B royalty on the R&B charts, with one hit after another, touring the world with Beatlemania type of loyal fan base. And each BET concert experience showed that these young guys were real showmen. Like a family. Well, right now, these guys are a family. They're incredible. Here to show you some of the Dale's favorite tunes. Levert! In the R&B world, Levert was racking up one number one after another, and they had radio hits from songs that weren't even released as singles. Their brand and image fit perfectly in the new Jack Swing era, and the group comprised of two-thirds of Levert, Gerald and Sean, who are the sons of OJ's Eddie Levert and Mark Gordon. Groomed for success and signed with Atlantic Records, R&B hits exploded one after another, starting with Pop 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 Goes My Mind. Atlanta Records wanted some of that Levert magic and they started writing for other artists like Anita Baker, Whatever It Takes. Barry White, Practice What You Preach. And they put their Levert stamp on the song written all over your face. Share the mic with Troop, singing on the OJ's tune for the love of money and living for the weekend on the now legendary 1991 New Jack City soundtrack. In some ways, the group Levert was one of the major faces of R&B at the time. They got so big that they had to explode into pieces. Next to Luther Vandross, Gerald Levert was the face of the teddy bear love, whispering and winning all the women's hearts, and just cool enough to hang out with all the guys. It was his big voice, his on-point look, and his all-eyes-on-me charisma, and you could not forget his talent for writing some classic songs. All of this made Gerald LaVert a star in his own right. Mark Gordon would go into the studio and produce and write big hits. Sean LaVert, who had this boy-next-door innocence about him, released a hit album, but basically stayed close to his brother and would appear on stage to sing the old LaVert songs at the end of each show. In the early 2000s, the music industry was changing, 
and one of the first apartments to get downsized was the R&B division of major labels. Belts tightened as the label had forgotten that R&B had an audience, and they would focus more on one-hit wonders and rap artists because they were cheaper to produce and market. Gerald Levert was a great collaborator, having hits with his dad and this supergroup, LSG. He was the L in the group, and the S was Keith Sweat, and G was Johnny Gill. He had that masculine teddy bear voice for all the female stars at the time. Kelly Price, Yolanda Adams, Missy Elliott, Vanessa Williams, and Tina Marie. In late 2005, Gerald decided to release a collection of some of his favorite duets on an album called Voices. And to kick off the album was a new song by Lavert. As the song says, the boys are back. Lavert is back. Lavert is back. Them boys is back. My boys is back. Talks turned to action and the boys were back. Levert, now grown men and a lot of love and history behind them are recording together. Levert had the finishing touches on a solo album that which would later become In My Songs, a duet album with his dad, a book deal, a live play called Confessions, aka Casino, with Kelly Price, and was working to get fit with his fans on a reality show. At 40, Gerald Levert had 20 years in the business as an A-list entertainer, and the man was busy and he was branching out his brand and finishing up a tour in South Africa with his father, and then everything abruptly stopped. Uh, what do you have to do? <laughs> what are you Spelling and math. So why are you spelling all your work? Because you wanted me to come here. <laughs> On November 10th, 2006, Gerald Levert died of a heart attack. The autopsy reported a cocktail of prescription narcotics and over-the-counter drugs. The lethal combination was connected to a shoulder problem, an Achilles tendon issue, anxiety, and trying to get over pneumonia that he caught on a recent South America tour. Luther Vandross passed the year before, and now Gerald Levert passed. The two superstars of R&B that shaped a generation of music were gone. My first thing about Gerald Levert, putting him on the radar, was when I was watching those daily video shows. It was the R&B show. It wasn't. The, oh, wow. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Pull Over by Levert came on. And these guys were dancing <laughs> up a storm. And the song rocks. It's one of my favorite songs of theirs. But that's that's where I was on the mark. And I'm like, okay, who are these guys? And, right. And I was a fan, of, a super fan ever since. My favorite, if not my favorite Gerald Levert song of all time, is Answering Service. It's just something melodically about the song. There's something um, orchestrally, musically, everything about that song. In that song, to me, it feels like the song itself is crying. And that sounds a little bit like deep. 
but it's just there's such emotion in that song. And then when you see the video, it's like it just takes it to another level. And I just remember, I remember, you know, when it was a, you know, I heard on the radio that he had passed, and that, you know, that's the first song they played. Really, when I think of, whenever I think of like Gerald Levert and who he was and how great he was, like that's such a, to me, it's such a great written song. And he's such an underrated songwriter. I mean, he has a connection with someone else on my list, you know, and I don't think people really know. Um, but such a great, great songwriter. Great, great songwriter. But what impressed me about him, man, because that new, see, that new Jack thing, and so we almost have completely lost it now. Because the new Jack thing has singers like Aaron Hall, Keith, Keith Sweat. That music was missing that masculine male thing. We had a lot of little whiny, whiny, whiny guys singing, singing a lot of that new Jack thing. I always thought, man, his voice just natural with that beat. You know, his voice makes me believe that beat. thinking about it uh, off the love and consequences album because um, it's it's ghetto because I'm ghetto um, some people they use the word ghetto as a bad thing or or lower or whatever it's ghetto it's also what you are there's no right or no wrong to it there's an attitude about it there's a chemistry about it so thinking about it is when Gerald Levert went ghetto <laughs> and I love it hold up hold up hold up let me get a drink of your water I'm trying to wear it now And it's you that I need And all of that, all of that That is too good I don't deserve it kind of love The girl I'm calling and sick to work Kind of love That you wear this funky joke Kind of love That's what you got You got that love Another song that's ghetto And I just love it <laughs> Stroke of Genius is a good album, and that song, yeah, yeah, that's that song is my top three because 
you know, on ghetto. You got that love. It's just, it's honest. And a good saint is an honest saint. <laughs> right. You want, you, you want to be, you want to be married or partnered to somebody um, with, to the lyrics of you got that love. <laughs> can get referenced by a plethora of people imitate you know what I mean he's he he he's an icon and I think he's so underrated and like you said I think he would have evolved you know because his talent was limitless um he's he, he always was relevant you know what I'm saying I mean he really was really picking up that mantle that his father had like really you know they never went pop or crossed over so which is great but a price comes with that they never crossed over so I guess I pretty much um, answered my own statement <laughs> they never crossed over but they're great Most of Levert's body, people don't realize that um, the group Levert alone um, has a very decent to large body of work, um, hits and good songs. You know, you have your hits and then you have your good songs. And um, and um, when you think of the group Levert, you can't help but think of Gerald Levert. With all due respect to uh, Mark Gordon and Sean, but yeah, um, like I said, he 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 stuck to his craft and never sold out. So a price came with that to where he never he wasn't a superstar. He was definitely an R&B star, but never um, was a superstar. Just smile, smile. 
the first one was written all over your face. You know, everybody in the hood knows that song. You know, by the, you know the Rude Boys. You know, come here, he'll sing it. You know what I mean? You know? <laughs> and then you hear Gerald's voice, not knowing that you know he was the writer of that song. You know, and uh, and uh, it's just a great song, but a, a hit. It became a hit, a hit that he wrote, and it, it also became like a song that was kind of copied. Numerous times, you know, that type of groove. Uh, when I think of Gerald Levert, um, just like we mentioned on Isaac Hayes, uh, when I think of Gerald Levert, it's black music. He never sold out. He stuck to his craft. Um, a lot of Eddie Levert influence, but definitely not an Eddie Levert copycat. That's what made his stuff so unique. So, um, I love black music, so I absolutely love Gerald Levert. It's, I mean, it's a hardcore tie between him and his body of work with the group Levert. It's, it's top 10 favorite stuff ever done in R&B, personally. Please welcome tonight, Toast Levert! I think of Gerald Levert, I think of underrated songwriter. And although I don't have, I didn't, although for this one, I didn't have a particular album. It's just, it's just a great body of work. And um, even when thinking about my favorite Gerald song, um, I thought about him as a songwriter. See, when, see, Gerald Levert came, he came along in like the late 80s, early 90s. Ain't much on my, me and Romeo ain't never been friends. Can't you see how much I love? Wanna sing it time? You sure that wasn't? You sure that wasn't like '85, '86? Uh, Casanova, which to me is the first time I had heard of these beings called Levert and Gerald Levert, so on and so on. You know, and. uh you know, that song was like major when it came out. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, yo, you know, if these big brothers, they hold it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> me and Romeo ain't never been friends. What? Keep telling me this and telling me that. You say what's up with you, I'll never go back. You say there's a lesson that you want to teach. Well, here I am, baby. Practice what good writer wrote for a lot of people too um uh, anita baker um um uh, barry white um and and a few um one hit wonders i mean the, the dude the dude got some got some songs under his belt
When I look at the album that could have broke him into stratosphere, and I think he was being a little more creative, was the G album, and it had um, UR on it, which was, uh, I think, his third single, but it also had uh, Mr. Too Damn Good For You. Oh, yeah. And it had another song on it that was even bigger than Mr. Too Damn Good For You. Uh, it was a great album, and um, it was, I believe it was like the... 1999 uh, 2000 area so mm-hmm. it was um it was an aggressive leap because he was getting uh love and consequences and, and some other stuff that was kind of like and he was pushing yeah, like he, he was yeah he was getting hits very um, prolific very prolific yeah he he was on that mark where you know the beatles had to put an album out every year and a couple singles Gerald Levert was on that same kind of groove, like where he doesn't stop. It was like yeah, he was working. Yeah, he wasn't doing Janet and saying, "Okay, I'm putting an album out three years later. Um, I may come out with another album." Uh, you know, he was like, "Okay, here it is." You know, work album tour, album tour, album tour. Then you have Gerald Levert, who is just like different, you know, from just about everybody else. He has a huskiness that you would hear in a Baptist minister, but you know. But hearing him sing rhythm and blues, and you know, it's, it's not a taboo. If you if you put him up there and he was the minister, women would still love him, except they would feel guilty about how they love him mm-hmm. because he's in church. So you take him out of church, you put him on the stage, and have him doing R and B songs, and then they love him for the reasons that they feel more comfortable with. Good artist and good writer, good singer too, and oh, and a and a phenomenal live performer. The industry was going through some things, but I don't think we would have saw the last of him. Oh, no. no. I think he would have been reinvented over and over, similar to like Ron Isley, and he may go, he may go away, but he would never go too far away. Woman with a job. I need a woman with her own grip. I need a woman with a ride. I need a woman with no kids. If you know what I'm talking about and feeling your yeah uh application it was not even a single but it was i don't know it was just really cool it just started off the g album and the album never stopped great singer uh naturally gifted you know you know his dad uh, you know, he definitely got the genes of his dad, and uh, you know, a great performer. He was, he was uh, definitely put everything he had into his performances, everything he had into you know singing. You know, just always wants to you know put how should I say best foot forward. Mm-hmm. You know, in in doing. You know, making making the fans and the crowd uh, happy, but I mean, definitely he was a good singer, no doubt about it. I recall when we first met a long time ago. How could I forget the way I felt when I first set eyes on you? 
I was made to love you. Uh, I think it's a it's a great song. It's nice. One of my top ten songs of all time. To my heart, to my car, to my crib, my kids, everything. My favorite album from Gerald Levert is Love and Consequences because it's something about albums that are orchestrated and done while they're going through some things and of course just like Mary J. Blige with the My Life album Gerald LaVert was going through some things during the Love and Consequences album <laughs> enough said don't ever doubt my love Baby, hold on to me with Eddie LaVert. Um, need I say more? I think it's one of the greatest male, male duets ever. And they really, um, they effortlessly, you, you, you don't know who, you don't know who was the best out of that duet. They both were equally incredible on that song that song could have went for 10 more minutes right and, and Gerald Levert and um Ed Levert their father and son but they both sound like each other but they both don't try to sound like like each other they sound like father and son that's the beautiful part I'll give anything is not written by him it was Dave Foster's song but as an interpretation, I, yeah. I think he kind of rocked it. Thank you for listening to episode one of the R&B Teddy Bears. I'm your host, Tom Gowker, and you are listening to Something Came From Baltimore. Please go on the Facebook, follow my guests, Kelly Bell, Ed Turner, Darnell Miller, Vanessa Collier, Lafayette Gilcrest, the funk master, Duke Benjamin. Episode 2 of the R&B Teddy Bears, Marvin Gaye. Hi everyone, this is Tom Gowker from Something Came From Baltimore. And if you're listening to this interview and it says the show, like Kate Edmondson, the show, Simon Below, the show, Sean Jones, the show... That means you are listening to a repeat of an episode that has already aired on TheBox.com. TheBox.com is an internet radio station based out of Beemore, and I recommend that you download the station to your phone, and then you will hear Beemore music anytime, 24-7.
And if you can set your watch to hear Something Came From Baltimore, the show, it's every week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on thebox.com. While this is a repeat of the show, you can listen to Something Came From Baltimore anytime. Just subscribe to YouTube, iTunes, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Basically, it's everywhere but Spotify because we play music here. Download the podcast and then flip it to five people who may like this type of show. Music fans have to look out for each other. We want you to be a part of the Be More music scene.